Do you love Batman? Do you love Frasier? Do you love Seinfeld? Do you love Dr. Seuss? Do you love James Bond? Do you love Captain America? Oh, hell, do you just love everything that's nerd-related? I know I do. Well, you should come on over to a Nerds World podcast and listen to us, Justin and Andrew, talk everything that's nerd. Yeah, every two weeks, we delve into some random topic that we choose at the end of each episode, and we tell you the whole history of it, or as much as we feel the need to write down, our history of it, and our favorite things about it. So come on over to a Nerds World, wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome everyone to Pod and Gore, your one-stop shop for everything horror. Now here's your hosts, Justin and Brandon. Take it away, boys. Hello and welcome to Pod and Gore. My name is Brandon. My name is Justin. Welcome to our 13 Ghosts episode. Hello. How are you guys doing today? When 10 ghosts isn't quite enough, but 15 <laughs> would be too many. <laughs> we will settle on 13. <laughs> All righty. Um, all right, let's just dive right into it. Okay. So 13 Ghosts is a 2001 supernatural horror film directed by Steve Beck. Um, his, it was his directorial debut hmm. and then directed Ghost Ship in 2002. I remember Ghost Ship. <clears throat> I do too. It has one of the raddest <laughs> opening scenes to yeah, a movie. Everyone on the deck dies. Yeah, with the, with the snapping of yeah, the line. That, yeah. I remember and that. Then, I saw that in theaters. Yeah, starting out with Mudvayne. Like, <laughs> like, all right. I As see most I... things in 2000 <clears throat> did. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is a remake of the 1960 film 13 Ghosts by William Castle. The film stars Tony Shalhoub, M. Beth Davids, Davids, Matthew Lillard, Shannon Elizabeth, and Alec, Alec Roberts, uh, F. Murray Abraham, and introduced Ra Digga, who I, I believe is an artist, like a musician. Yeah, like her, like at the very end of the movie, that uh, song that I'm not a fan of is hers. Oh. Yeah, I was like, I don't like it. But that's just me. I'm, I'm, I'm more of a rocker. After the tag scene, I turned it off. and, <laughs> and Okay, I'm done. <clears throat> it was released in theaters on October 26, 2001, shot entirely around the lower mainland of British Columbia. Um, the tagline for this movie... <laughs> You're going to laugh. The only thing worse than being trapped in a house with a ghost is being trapped in a house with 13 ghosts. This is true. <laughs> I mean, two ghosts is also worse than one ghost. Really, anything more than one ghost is worse than one ghost. I kind of feel like they knew that 13 ghosts might be overkill. So they're like, let's... But that, And see, that's the thing that I like about this one. Because it, it, it brings more backstory and unfortunately that backstory isn't really talked about in the movie as mm -hmm. much as it is in special features and elsewhere yeah um but like the whole black zodiac and all that stuff would be cool to yeah. have you know in the movie itself that would have been nice yeah. so then <clears throat> there's been a lot of people like you'll see the meme on you know facebook or twitter or wherever saying that you know people want like a netflix style series diving in like to each of the ghosts that and would I'm, be really cool and i mean given that none of these ghosts are the same as the ghosts in uh the original you can make up new you, ones you, you which, can easily do it and yeah but i think there's enough fan base for this one it's, yeah, that you would want to at least certain ones you would want to bring back yeah well you know what i honestly i would love to see giuseppe the ghost 
the, sure, sure. the chef come back with his cleaver. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, so the box office for this movie, it's estimated that the budget was around $42 million. And honestly, everything looked good except for the machine itself. When it when it was whirring yeah. in the middle, like you could tell it wasn't it wasn't real. But like given that it was 19 years ago, it's not the worst CGI that yeah. you've seen even Scorpion to this day. King. <laughs> Duly noted. Steppenwolf. <laughs> uh I don't. I. I don't even know if Steppenwolf was that. I mean, Steppenwolf. Like, would you go Steppenwolf or would you go Doomsday? Uh, I. Mm. This is off topic. Oh yeah, but that's what we do. <laughs> I, I and you're like, can we shit on DC for a minute? Let's do this. I was just a passing thing. You're wanting to well, you said dive, you said Steppenwolf, I but I thought I think that. Steppenwolf is a little bit worse because he just looked like a big mound of clay. Like yeah. he just well, so he didn't, did so did Doomsday. Yeah, I know, but I don't. They both suck. Let's <laughs> let's be real. We're we're splitting hairs, but well, I think m- m- the thing that I hated the most was that Doomsday looked like an orc. Yeah, or an ogre from fucking Lord of the Rings. I love that someone online made a better Doomsday. Yeah. In- yeah, a single shot than they did. Yeah, and see that was the thing too, is because like I liked I liked Doomsday as a character. Yeah. Like there, I don't know a whole lot into it but like i had those i still do have those the, the that story yeah. run on, on on book um so the budget back to that 42 million estimated it's opening weekend october 28 2001 opened to a 15.165 million mm. yikes it's gross usa total was 41 million 867,960 Gross. And its cumulative worldwide was sixty-eight million four hundred sixty-seven thousand nine hundred sixty. So, so it's it like I can see why that they haven't done. Yeah. So like I can see why they haven't done anything with it. But yeah. like, I feel like the interest for a TV show would be there because the the drastic change between the original and this one. Like, if you watch the original and then you watch this one, like, sure the foundation is there. You have the ghosts. You have the house, mm-hmm. but like none of it's really the same. Like in this one, you have Cyrus Criticos. In that one, it's uh, I think Cyrus uh, Zorba. Um, you know, the wife is still alive in the first movie. Um, mm. Like they're all living in the house. The nanny was actually the relevant li- character. No, she was. She was <laughs> not relevant at all. Mm. Real. I mean. I, well, I guess she was relevant because, like, I mean, she had, like, interactions with everybody. It was the witch from Wizard of Oz. Oh. She played the nanny. And so, like, they were talking about, like, she looks like a witch. And, like, she had a few lines. It wasn't That's as much she became as... the nanny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wish I can't do the, the, the Fran laugh, but you know where I'm going with it. <laughs> That's <laughs> a little Peter Yeah, a little Peter female Peter Griffin. Um, in the So the release in the... In, in the U.S., the film opened ranking second, making fifteen point one six five million. It spent ten weeks in the U.S. box office, eventually making forty one domestically and sixty eight worldwide. IMDb has it at a five point six out of ten. Now, when I saw that, I was like, I don't necessarily agree with it, but then like watching it again last night, I'm like, I definitely remember this movie a lot more fondly than <laughs> what it was. Now, it's not like I love this movie. Sure. Like I was telling you, I was in a, a bidding war on eBay. Mm-hmm. 
So the original 13 Ghosts, when you went to go see it in theaters, it came with the viewer, where if you looked at it through the red lens, it was uh, you could see the ghost. Hmm. And it would tell you on the bottom of the screen, use remote viewer, all that. And then if you got scared or you didn't want to see the ghost, you would lift it up and then you'd look through the blue viewer and you wouldn't see anything. Hmm. And so, I mean, it was clever. And so I saw one of those viewers on eBay and it like I for like three or four days I was the highest bidder at like <laughs> twenty some dollars. And it was an original from nineteen sixty, it was in perfect condition, being yeah. sixty years old. And I was like, fuck, you know. And then somebody outbid me, fucker, while we were at lunch. <laughs> uh-huh. And then at towards the end of the day, I'm like, okay, there's you know, thirty minutes left. I'm like, well, I'll I'll see where the bidding's at. Because like you can't just bid a dollar more that that like there's like a max bid now. So it's like, mm-hmm. you got to get past the max bid. So like, even though like I'm at $26 and somebody generally will up you by a dollar at a time. Um, like I got all the way up to like hitting that button going up a dollar all the way up to $38. And I'm like, you know what? Like I like this movie a lot. It'd be a cool but... piece to have, but it's not Halloween. It's not Texas Chainsaw. It's not something, it's not Candyman. It's not something that I'm like, God, I really need to, own yeah. a piece of this history mm-hmm. even though it was super rad and it ended up selling for 41 dollars on ebay and i'm like you know what that would have been worth it but like it just was <laughs> that's a bit much it was a little bit too much for me um the reception of this movie the film the reviews for this film were mostly negative praise was directed towards the production design but the film was criticized for its lack of scares and number of strobe effects throughout that could cause seizures it holds an approval rating of 15% on review aggregator Rotten Tomatoes uh, based on 94 reviews with an average rating of 3.4 out of 10. Yeah, the website's critical consensus uh, reads, the production design is first rate, but 13 Ghost is distinctly lacking in scares. Um, on, on Metacritic, the film has a weighted average of 30 out of 100 based on reviews from 24 critics indicating general uh, generally unfavorable reviews audiences polled by cinema score gave the film an average grade of C plus on an A to A plus to F scale uh, Roger Ebert praised the production value saying the production is first rate the physical look of the picture is splendid however he criticized the story lack of interesting characters loud soundtrack and poor editing in 2005 he included it on his list of most hated films (laughs) yeah that's quite the decline (laughs) it is quite the decline And, and it's true dude like the look of this movie, the house, everything in it, mm-hmm. like everything is great. The glass walls, and the shit. grass walls with the with the fucking binding or the Spells. protection wards and all that mm-hmm. kind of shit was. I thought that was great. Yeah, but like, and sorry guys, if you hear rustlings of the papers, uh, your boy went old school on this <laughs> one. Um, I believe Jeremy would call it what? What did he say when you would come to know? We, we, he, I don't remember. <laughs> I repressed that out of my brain. <laughs> yeah, like dinosaur style, like. <laughs> Like, this is the first time in all of our episodes that I haven't used something digital. Like, all my notes are on paper. <laughs> I have handwritten <laughs> notes for the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, we went back in time. Uh, Q. Hugh Lewis. Nobody? Hmm? Nope. Nobody? <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> he must not have been able to show up. <laughs> mm. Sorry, I brought two Guinness this time. Hmm. Um, 
quite a bit it's of trivia. Be 26 ghosts by the time you're done. <laughs> Listen here, all right? I'm, I'm tell you a story. About 13 ghosts. I get real long in between the pauses. Like, I mean, <laughs> so there's a lot of fun facts about this movie. And if you haven't, there's a lot of spoilers in this movie as well. So if you haven't seen this movie, pause doing? this. Well, yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, you've had 20 years, but for this one, you've had 60 for the original. But if you haven't seen this, pause it, watch it, watch both, come back, and... We'll help l- you through this. Yeah, listen, uh, <laughs> continue through. Because there's a lot of fun stuff to kind of go through here. But, but to be fair, the first time I watched this movie ever in my life was last night. Yeah. <laughs> so And there's going to be a lot no of those. Because I know that there's, what was it? There's another one I was talking about. You're like, I haven't seen that one either. I'm like, we're going to have some fun <laughs> here, buddy. Um, so fun facts. Uh, the special effects and sound mixing were so elaborate in this film that many people claimed that the movie was physically painful to sit through. Okay. <laughs> uh, in the movie, the characters needed special glasses to see the ghosts. In the original uh, 13 Ghosts in 1960, viewers needed special glasses to see the ghosts. This is one of the few details from the original that was kept. That is a nice tie. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, because uh, I think I might have shown you the video clip where they were wearing the glass. There was only one pair in the original, and it was in like this nice wooden box. Um, and it looked like it was solid metal with some lenses in it. Like it was a big blocky. Hmm. Um, and, uh, I don't know where I was going with that. I don't either. I told it. It's been a long day. I'm sorry. Um, we'll move on. I don't know right. where I was going with that, but yeah, they, um, they had the glasses. I almost thought I had they it for a second. Class horrific. <laughs> <laughs> so the effect used for the torso was achieved using a double amputee wearing a special black hood that could be used to digitally remove his head. So the Jesus. torso was a Actual practical torso. effect. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Which is weird because a double, a double amputee, does that mean just both legs or does that mean legs and arms? I don't know. I think it, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Calm down over there, guy. You're getting like irritated with my questions. We're having a fucking no, discussion like, here, dude. Maybe it would be just any two things. Two limbs, perhaps. Yeah, two limbs, or if only we had like a way to like Google double double amputees. Um, oh, fine. I don't know if I want that in my browser history. <laughs> Use private mode, like everybody else. <laughs> um, the writing etched on one of the walls in the glass house translates to read the Lord's Prayer. Hmm. Of all the creature makeup created for the film, the angry princess Shauna Lawyer required the longest time to apply at five hours, which is interesting given that she's naked. Yeah. Um, which is why I think it's a trivia fact. Um, the budget on opening weekend box office gross and box office gross overall of this film and all virtually identical within $1 million to that of House of a Haunted Hill, House on Haunted Hill in 1999, uh, which opened almost exactly two years earlier. Both films were adopt- or adapted from stories written by Wa- uh, Rob White and originally directed by William Castle. So I guess that's why, you know, House on Haunted Hill has that same vibe. Yeah. Uh, The Torn Prince uh, name is Royce Clayton, and he was an aspiring baseball player. In reality, there was a Major League Baseball player named Royce Clayton. He played for several teams between 1991 and 2007. Um, 
I'm not finding anything else. It's fine. And uh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. In the original 13 Ghosts, the nephew who inherited the mansion was Cyrus Zorba. In this movie, the uncle who left the mansion to his nephew is Cyrus Criticos. Um, Yeah. I know I said that like there was more to it, and I was like, I have my notes too close together. Shauna Lawyer uh, attracted a small cult following thanks to her brief role as the Angry Princess. Uh, A rumor circulated that the role was actually played by porn actress Aria Giovanni using a pseudonym, but this is incorrect. Miss Giovanni... Ms. Giovanni was in an adult parody titled 13 Erotic Ghosts in 2002. Uh, The first film for a major American studio with three Arab-American leads, Hmm. Tony Shalhoub, F. Murray Abraham, and Shannon Elizabeth. Hmm. Yeah, she's Lebanese, I believe. Interesting. Uh And I only know that because we just watched it. Didn't we just do another movie with her recently? Uh, Jack Frost. Okay, maybe it was something. <laughs> I think it popped up somewhere else in some uh, something that I was watching. Um, Duncan McLeod's dragon head katana from Highlander the series in '92 appears as one of the swords in Cyrus's collection. It can only be one. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why it's in this house. And um, in the special feature section on the Twelve Ghosts of the Black Zodiac. The backstory of the bound woman ghost shows a newspaper clipping regarding her death. It, re- it includes a reference to Inspector Labetta. Uh, William Labetta and Picture Mill created the titles for the film. Um, all right, I'm not going to read this one because it's the Roger, e- uh, Roger Ebert again. The Wivered Lover is the fourth ghost of the Black Zodiac. She is seen walking around with an IV in her arm. or She's walking around with an IV with her um iv in roman numerals is equal to four Ah, yeah there you go um a year after this film matthew lillard starred in scooby-doo 2002 and its sequel scooby-doo 2 monsters unleashed in 2004 as norville shaggy rogers coincidentally there was a scooby-doo show involving 13 ghosts called the 13 ghosts of scooby-doo in 1985 Hmm. Um, Shannon Elizabeth is one year older than Rod Digga, who played her nanny. She <laughs> did, I mean, she's older, but like, I guess they, she, they she could have, it didn't look like she didn't really come off that older. You know, she kind of had that young, like, like in the scene where she was in that bathroom and just shit in her pants over how fucking awesome that bathroom was. Mm-hmm. Is like, I could see like a mid to late teenage girl, you know, getting into a bathroom and acting like that. I mean, I've seen right. it with my sisters, you know? Sure. But I didn't feel like those two were supposed to even be that far in age, which is when I saw the, or heard the idea that, oh, she's like the housekeeper nanny. I was like, why does this 20 something year old need a nanny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> like I when it started, I thought they were just friends. Okay. It's fine. Um, oh, look at me like that again. I'm going to smack it off your face. <laughs> uh, sorry if I peeked there. Um, although the ghosts are explained to be dangerous and capable of killing by Dennis and Kalina, the juggernaut is the only ghost that kills somebody. He kills Cyrus's workers in the junkyard at the beginning of the movie and later kills Dennis with the help of the hammer. In the Juggernaut's backstory, it is explained that he, in fact, was a serial killer who would pick up female hitchhikers and take them back to his junkyard to tear them apart with his bare hands. 
He was killed Never by a swat. Hobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was killed. He was uh, killed by a SWAT team after he unknowingly picked up an undercover SWAT agent. Sorry, mm. like I feel like I'm plugged up, and it's really hard to talk right now. So I apologize if I make weird sounds into the mic. Um, Just go lightly, huh? Just go lightly. Oh yeah. Um, of the deaths in this movie, Matthew Lillard's character Dennis is the only main character to die by the hands of a ghost. They didn't need to put that in there. No. Um, when the Criticos family is seen driving, oh no, when the Criticos family is driving to see Cyrus's house, a scene shows Ka- uh, Kalina gathering uh, materials, seemingly t- to prepare for a fight to stop the culmination of Cyrus's work. However, when she packs audio recording sp- audio recorded spells. You can see both drawing spells and containment spells. Kalina packs drawing spells, alluded to the fact that she was working for Cyrus all along. Mm. Bobby falls on the basement floor, dropping his recorder. In the background, amongst the many whispers of the ghosts, Jean warns Bobby to get up and leave the basement. Right after that, a, a voice whispers in the background, and the captions read, Leave me alone. However... With the volume turned up, the voice belonging to the jackal clearly cackles a sarcastic "Listen to your mother." Hmm. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah, and so um, we'll do a quick dive into. I I went through and I did the backstories of each of the ghosts because I figured I would rather talk about all the cool stuff of mm-hmm. this movie than the and actual that, movie. Well, <laughs> there's not really a whole lot to the movie. I'm like, with it, you. yeah. And so even my notes are short and I've seen it once. Yeah. Like I get it. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So, um, while the backstories for nearly all the ghosts are not mentioned in the movie, wasted opportunity. (laughs) They are stupid is that they did special (laughs) features and it's cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, I like them, but they had Cyrus spell out the backstories of every single ghost. Right. Why not? Do the and there's video like it's not just a still image and you're yeah. just hearing shit like it's basically like clips from the movie isn't yeah. it yeah and you know photos and old newspaper clippings and shit and it's like just put that in the movie when he's explaining his master strokes yeah be full on evil you know comic book villain mm-hmm. and just tell us that way a second watching you can go oh that's that ghost and that's their story and now right. I care but no no I got you. <clears throat> That's my rant for the episode. Then. Go. <laughs> Alrighty. So um, they are hinted at, and they are hinted at, and are explicitly described in the Ghost Files, a special feature on the DVD. With a few exceptions, they seem to become more dangerous as their numbers increase. Increase. God damn it. <laughs> so the first one is the firstborn son. He is the ghost of Billy Michaels, a boy who was a fan of cowboy films. One day, a neighbor found a real steel arrow in his parents' closet. He challenged Billy to a duel, with Billy using a toy gun. However, his plaything was no match for the arrow, and he died when the neighbor shot it through the back of his head. In death, Billy is in his cowboy suit and holding a tomahawk with the arrow still protruding from his head. His ghost whispers, I want to play. And he can never wear a hat again. (laughs) Um, The next one is the torso. He is the ghost of a gambler called Jimmy the Gambler Gambino. 
He spent most of his days on the track making bets and and brainwashed into winning. Hmm. Doesn't make sense. Um, one day he made a deal with a rich businessman, who and sealed and so sealed his fate. When he bet heavily on a boxing match and lost, he tried to Welsh on his deal or on his bet and slip out of town. The mob and the winning boxer, to whom he owed money, caught up with Gambino and cut him into several pieces, wrapping them in cellophane and dumping the corpse into the ocean. His ghost is just his torso, trying to walk around on its hands, while his head lays nearby, screaming within the cellophane. Pretty rad. The next one is The Bound Woman. She was a cheerleader named Susan Legros who was born privileged and had a penchant for seducing men and tossing them away. This left a long trail of broken hearts. When her boyfriend found her cheating, he strangled her and killed the other boy. He buried her body at the 50-yard line of the local football field. The boyfriend was convicted and sentenced to death. Before his execution, he was quoted as saying, The bitch broke my heart, so I broke her neck. Her ghost is... uh is in her prom dress hanging suspended by the strangling implements with her arms tied behind her back. The next is the withered lover. She is dream. She is uh, Jean Criticos, Arthur's wife. She was burned severely, saving her family from a devastating house fire and later died from her wounds in the hospital. Her ghost initially appears in a, ho- in a hospital gown hooked up to an IV pole and showing severe burns on her face. Unlike the other ghosts, she's not a vengeful spirit, electing to help her family rather than showing malevolence. At the end of the movie, she appears fully healed and in her normal clothing. The next is the Torn Prince. <clears throat> he is the ghost of Royce Clayton, born in 1940, who was gifted, uh, who was a gifted baseball star in high school, albeit with attitude issues and a superiority complex. In 1957, he challenged a greaser named Johnny to a, a drag race, but was killed as his car spun out of control and flipped over. The accident, the cause of the accident was a cut brake line. Cut brake line. <clears throat> he was buried in a plot of earth that overlooked the baseball diamond. His ghost carries a baseball bat, and in the background in his cube, his wrecked car can be seen. Half of his body is torn to shreds from when he was dragged under the car. That sucks, dude. (laughs) The Angry Princess. Dana Newman was a beautiful but abused lady who lived in in the later 1900s. She had plastic surgeries to alter her perceived flaws, and after a botched experiment to mutilate her eye, she brutally killed herself in a bathtub at the clinic. Her ghost, her ghost often carries blood, is naked, and carries the same, same knife she used to commit suicide. The Pilgrimess, who might be the most boring of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot to be scared of with that one. Like, I'm like, okay, so I was watching this last night, and I think I even wrote it down. Because, like, when she's running, like, dude, she's, she's her head's in, like, those wooden boards. Like, what is she going to... Do it's not like the jackal clawing at you every time he gets to you, mm-hmm. but they can't all be winners, right? Well, you know, you got to fill out the roster. Yeah, <laughs> the Pilgrimess. Isabella Smith came to North America as a colonist in order to find a new life after being an orphan in England. The tight knit community ostracized and ignored her and used her as a scapegoat, being accused of witchcraft when crops and animals mysteriously died. 
She denied such um, accusations, but she was trapped in a burning barn, but managed to escape unharmed. That sealed her fate, as she died of starvation after being condemned to the pillory that she carries with her as a ghost. That's what it's called. Her skin is badly damaged. Uh, The Great Child, Harold Shelbourne, Shelburne was a special needs man who never outgrew diapers and had to be spoon fed even as a fully grown adult. He often made baby sounds. After being mocked, teased, and tormented relentlessly all of his life, he caused a mass he caused a massacre at the old freak show where he and his mother Margaret Shelburne lived. Some of the other freaks had kidnapped and killed his mother as a joke one night. <laughs> Well, okay. Guess this, I just don't get the punchline. Yeah, line. I don't get. <laughs> uh, Jimbo had Harold mutilated beyond recognition. His ghost Jimbo. appears as his go- <laughs> Jimbo. <laughs> his ghost appears as Harold did in life, with a small patch of hair, a bib covered in vomit, and cloth diapers. He still holds the axe that he used to kill his enemies. Can you imagine just making fun of somebody for being like? a special needs baby esque mm-hmm. and, and then, then killing their mother and then killing their mother. And then he just getting fucking assaulted by this giant baby man with an ax. I made mistakes in my life. I, I would watch I, that I episode. <laughs> I would watch that episode. That seems like a season of American horror story right there. Speaking of, they just announced season 10 and Macaulay Culkin is joining. I saw that as well as Evan Peters is coming back. Hmm. Well, of course. Well, no, he wasn't in, he left. Well, I know, but, I, I, I thought it was like said that he wouldn't come, but he wasn't coming back more. Mm. I don't know. So the next mm. is the dire mother. Oh, yeah. Margaret Shelburne, Harold's mother was a shy little lady standing three feet tall. She never mm. could stand up for herself. I <laughs> hope <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, at the freak show where she lived, she was raped by the tall man. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Another circus freak. And gave birth to her Same illegitimate son, Harold, huh? Same freak show? Yeah. yeah. Two for the price of one? Yikes. Whom um, whom she loved more than life itself. She smothered and spoiled him from infancy and never stopped as he grew. The main reason Her- uh, for Harold's mental handicap. Oh, this is the main reason for his mental handicap. Uh-huh. Um, which you hear often sometimes is um, generally like with killers or more of the like that there's generally some sort of mother dad issues Hmm. mostly mother um the two were abused to the point where harold almost killed the entire circus after after margaret died oh the two ghosts remained together no wait sorry the two were abused to almost to the point to uh, where Harold killed the entire circus after she died. As ghosts, they remained together, with Harold being protective. Like the torso, she is not aggressive. Hmm. Um, the hammer. Uh-huh. A, a happy and honest family man and blacksmith, George Markley, was falsely accused of stealing by a higher-up named Nathan and threatened, to exile, uh, threatened with exile from their old western town. George refused to leave, and his family was lynched by Nathan and his band of thugs while walking home from the market. Uh, while walking home from the town market one day, seeking justice in the corrupt town, George took his blacksmith hammer and killed those responsible. But the town folk chained him to a tree and drove railroad spikes into his body. His left hand was cut off, and his hammer was crudely attached to it. His ghost is one of the angrier spirits and is partially responsible for Dennis's death. 
kind of Candyman-esque. Mm-hmm. The Jackal, born to a prostitute in 1887, Ryan Coon developed a sick appetite for women, uh, attacking and raping strays and prostitutes in the night. He voluntarily went to uh, Borehamwood Institute for treatment to cure his problem, but the medical practices made him much worse, causing him to go completely insane after years of solitary confinement. Having his head locked in a cage after breaking out of his straitjacket and developing a hatred of humanity. When the asylum burst in the flames, he chose to stay behind and perish in the fire. His ghost carries his torn straitjacket with the torn cube head cage. It's called, it is called a sign of hell's winter. The Juggernaut. He is a ghost. He is the ghost of a serial killer named Horace Breaker Mahoney. Standing seven feet tall, he was he was of such grotesque height and appearance that everyone ostracized him as a child. His mother abandoned him at birth, so his father raised him, putting him to work in the junkyard crushing old cars. After his father died, Horace was left on his own and soon went mad. He would pick up female hitchhikers and drive them back to his junkyard, tear them apart with his bare hands, and feed them to his dogs. One day, he picked up an undercover police officer who called for backup for a SWAT team to arrive or to surround the junkyard. Since close combat was impossible, the uh, police instead um, the police instead instead struck the yard and arrested the dry, uh, arrested the giant. However, Horace broke free from the cuffs. And uh, three officers lost their lives. Quickly, five SWAT officers took out their guns and brought Horace down in a hail of bullets. When he finally went down, they shot an extra round into him just to be safe. His ghost still shows the bullet holes all over his clothing, and his wound that finished him off, and, and the wound that finished him. Both Dennis and Cyrus remarked that his kill count numbered in the 40s, making this ghost one of the most evil and dangerous of the 12. And I wrote down the, the 13th, which is the broken heart. It said, The 13th ghost is supposed to be the broken heart, which is to be a human sacrifice. It is to be a ghost created out of love. The ghost was supposed to be Arthur sacrificing his life for his children. Spoiler alert. However, Arthur was told this would close the eyes of hell, where it would be the ghost that completes the spell and opens the eye. The machine needed a ghost to be created to complete the spell. See, that's how they get you. Yeah, he's he, and you know what? He almost worked. If Cyrus yeah. wouldn't have been fucking standing there, mm-hmm. like, do it, do it, stupid dick, do it, do it. yeah, do it. You know, if he would have done it, he wouldn't have been standing there. Yeah, would have been fine. <laughs> yeah, he would have been just good. fine. He would have been fine. Yeah, it's fine. So, that being the notes for the movie, mm-hmm. you want anything you wanted to talk about before we dive into the notes of itself? Anything? That's fine. now it's stuck in my head and i can't get it out it's fine yeah well that's how i feel because anytime i say it's fine i'm like it's fine it's fine just don't worry about it whatever no it's Uh, just again it this should have been in the movie yeah all of it should have been in the movie it just it's a it's a missed opportunity and i know especially back in the day the edict of every horror movie has to be an hour and a half or less Mm -hmm. screwed a lot of movies well, in this one, I think that there's so much that I don't think that you could do just one movie. Yeah, I mean, you... I mean, think about 13 ghosts. If you just give each of the 12 just five minutes or less, like we were talking about today, that's mm-hmm. an hour yeah. 
of just the ghost itself. You know what I mean? So it's like with with to do this right, I feel like a series. It would be cool would if each be. episode was their backstory and how Cyrus catches them. Yeah, and then season two, you can essentially do the movie, but then kind of draw it out. Yeah, I'd watch that. I mean, or even just do a one one off season like Watchmen or whatever, yeah. and just say this is your story, all inclusive, thirteen, fourteen episodes. Because I mean, your thirteenth episode is Shalub. Which is the yeah, movie. There you go. So yeah. give us thirteen episodes. Netflix. Solved it. Netflix, do it. Shutter. Come on. Yeah. Do it. Shutter, please. I'd mm-hmm. be so jacked. Um, before we dive into the movie at hand, mm-hmm. I did take some notes for the original. Um so the things that, that like I wrote down, so the intro the intro <laughs> of this movie it starts out where it's kind of cool at the first, but then it literally shows all 13 ghosts appearing and then coming at the screen. Hmm. So after like a few minutes of that, I'm like, <laughs> after all right. After five or six, like, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, and then it, when that's done, it uh, it has like a, a PSA from William Castle where he's just kind of explaining, you know, the movie and the mm-hmm. viewers and all that kind of stuff. Um, so what the, the original d- uh, Dad's a Professor, they're basically broke um moving men come and take their furniture because they haven't made the payment to pay for the furniture and all that um that ended up it was buck's birthday which is the name of the which is the name of the son um you know he wishes for furniture and all that kind of stuff he gets like his birthday presents uh basically a book of ghost stories Mm -hmm. uh telegram shows up he gets the inheritance it's a house. It's it's a sprawling mansion, but you only see like three rooms. It's not. It's True. basically just a big house, no bigger than what your house mm-hmm. appears to be. You know what I mean? Um, and then uh, it was left a package. Uh, a package was left. It was sealed in wax. It was a really cool package. Um, kind of like nice a letter. Package. Huh? It's got a nice package. Yeah. So far, it's sounding almost identical. So, so yeah, and so he. You know, pops the wax and takes the paper off, opens the box. It's the glasses. Um, and he opens the box. It's spectral viewers. The funny thing is, is uh, their fly, like, they'll, they'll, there was like a fly flying around when he opened it. Mm-hmm. And you could see the string, classic 60s. Um, all the ghost stuff is known from the beginning. So, yeah, there's nothing about this. Everything is up front. Yeah. The only thing that's not is the fact that. The lawyer knows about the money and he's trying, he is trying to find the money, but by using Buck's help to get the money. So the funny thing is, is like Buck will slide down the banister and every time he passes by a certain thing, like a trap door opens up and then like some money falls out, but they're like, where's it coming from? And they end up finding the money. Um, I stopped taking notes after that. Um, Essentially... They're they're there for a, a few days. The house is like driving them mad, and they end up. What was it? They, you find out that Ben killed the uncle for the money, and um, once that happened, all the spirits kind of just left, and they were able to live fine. Yeah, it's nice. it's a quick breeze through the original movie. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. Like I enjoyed the original quite a bit. For being sixty years old, mm-hmm. like it, 
you know, black and white. Sure. It, it was good. And watching it with the, like with some sort of viewer, um, the ones that Patrick had in there was like the left eye is red, the right eye is blue. Yeah, classic so like, 3D glasses. Yeah. So like I was trying to watch it through one Hmm. I basically and I'm like god this sucks and I'm like oh it'd be really cool to get some viewers if only I would have paid three more dollars Mm, um but yeah so that's pretty much it in a nutshell it's if you haven't seen it I highly recommend watching it if you haven't seen it and you do watch it let us know what you think yeah um I'd be curious to hear I mean we can we can wax back and forth on it Mm -hmm. um it is it's good though I recommend it highly and so now we'll dive into the main topic at hand, the remake DDO. of uh, 13 Ghosts. So, yeah, it starts out there in the junkyard. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew Lord, you wrote, we're going off your notes because mine, uh-huh. mine's so erratic. Um, Matthew Lillard's gone crazy. Sees dead people in the dirt. Game over, man. man. Oh my god! <laughs> why? Why? Like I know. That, like every time, I'm like, I'm not going to read your notes. I'm not going to read your notes. And I read your notes, and I'm like, you set you set me up to read these notes. Um, I set it up to for me to read these notes. It was. <laughs> he's a psychic, though. That's the whole thing. Like, yeah, I get it. He's just. It's just a bit. It's fine. Much. See, now this is where we differ, though. Because I like Matthew Lillard. I like Matthew Lillard a lot as well. You thought it was over the top. I thought it was fucking choice acting, but apparently... See, and that's the... And I I feel like it mellowed towards the end, but it was so... Maybe the seizures were a little much. Like, the, like you know, I'll yeah, give you that, I, I but it at the same time... It was just his... I don't know. It was just his reactions to things, and especially if this is the 12th time he's done it. I get that it's wearing on him mm-hmm. but i don't know there's just something about I, I think a lot of it had to do with the dialogue because he does do the you know it's going crazy man yeah he he, he did kind of come off stewart-esque yeah this i mean this is post scream but yeah it but stewart was more like likable i mean he felt more real than this guy where this almost felt like a caricature kind of but i mean at the same time like when they're in the library and he's like freaking out because he's like you know this isn't right yeah you know and then he knows and then fucking kalina is playing on like she's playing against it she's doing a good job there's Mm -hmm. a few times where you can catch a look that she puts out there and you're like you devious (laughs) woman yeah you know, and so it grew on me. But this, I, I mean, the, I wrote the notes as it was going, and my first impression was like, okay, yeah, no, it, it's great. Like I just like I, I, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I liked him in this movie a lot. Fair um, enough. so they're they're hunting the juggernaut. Mm-hmm. They, they bring out semi truck full of blood. Like bring out the bait. <laughs> <laughs> like I felt bad though because like even though like they were trying to get him and like. I would like to have been one of the guys that were like thrown because you most likely didn't die. Mm-hmm. You hurt a lot, but you probably depending on what you hit. I mean, but the guy that got like sucked into the trunk. Well, he and, didn't get. Oh, that <laughs> or whatever. Sucked. It sucked to be that guy, which is like, how did that happen? He got was there did Voorhees he have, in half? And... Did, he, did he have like some backup ghosts that were like, <laughs> like did Hold he on. have ghost traps that would like that would be sick, dude? If he had ghost snares, that would be cool. Well, I would imagine. <laughs> As a ghost, he can travel through things. Or so, he's got, like, the force where he's like... 
that too. <laughs> but I mean, like, he could grab them and throw them up and just appear up there and pull them. What in, is like, he, Nightcrawler? He's a ghost. <laughs> he can materialize wherever the hell he wants, you know can that, he? That's fair. That's fair. Um, but, like, to be the guy that's not paying attention, that runs right into the fucking cube and then just gets mangled, like, yeah. oh, that sucks, dude. <laughs> that's a bad day. It's a bad day. Tell oh. HR about that. This is just hostile workplace environment oh, all man. over. Oh, we'll talk about that the next staff meeting. Um, so, Don't let a ghost suck you into a trunk. That is just not okay. <laughs> You're going to have a bad time. <laughs> so Arthur is given Cyrus's creepy house after his death. Bobby's a bit morbid. Yeah, that kid, he's... Uh, they well, were see, treating that's the- him like he was like 15. Because he was making all these, like, death jokes. Yeah, and... well, the thing was, too, is, like, in the original Buck, he he was, like, he was into ghost stories. It was, yeah. like, a 60s version of what this was. Like, yeah. obviously, things are a lot more morbid these days than they were 40 years ago at the time. Sure, but it just, I don't know, it, it was really strange. And the way he talked to his sister, and, like, called her a... And that... Yeah, called her a slut. Slut? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. Like, and Shalub's just like, yo, you kids. Knock it off. Stupid jerks. Um, one thing that I did write down, too, because uh, we kind of breezed past it, um, was so Dennis and Cyrus are having their back and forth at the, um, of, at, junkyard. At the junkyard. And it really does show you, like, Cyrus is a real piece of shit like he does treat him like ass Mm -hmm. and so it's like like once you get later in the movie and you see what happens it's like oh i could totally see why he would manipulate his family Mm -hmm. for his own needs like it's not out of the realm of possibility where you're like no and that's this movie i think would warrant a second viewing because once you realize what's going on Mm -hmm. like you you can pick up on more things yeah and especially because i mean i didn't spoilers expect for cyrus to come back like when it, they said it was his ghost i was like okay that's fine it, it was sense. his I mean, house they showed it's the a ghost mom. it's fine yeah the mom was one of them like yeah. why wouldn't it be him right and you know it, it it occurred to me that he would be one of the 13 as they were revealing why he's not one of the 13 which is mostly because he's not dead yeah but but then again also thinking back why why did they like who who took Cyrus's body out of the junkyard? Did they just leave him there? Hmm. They're like, fuck this, we're getting out of here. Like <laughs> that's what I do, probably like getting pulled into trunks and shit and <laughs> folded in half. Like screw this noise. Yes, I'm out. Um, and so yeah, they get the Go house. Go back and work at Jurassic Park. At least they have gates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those gates do well too. When the power's on. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I'm the power man. I'm here. I need that to see. Dumb. I need to see your breakers. <laughs> hey. I mean, it's it's clever, but it, I don't know. There was some. I think I feel like I wrote something about it, but it was just. Well, how else will you get in the house? Yeah, I guess. I mean, what are you like? I'm the cable repair man. I see through <laughs> wooden doors. Like, what do you like? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's fine. So, um, yeah, they get the house. They they um da 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 da. Here, you can take over. I feel like I'm going to sneeze. Okay. Watermelons. Did it work? What? (laughs) Watermelons. No, now I want a watermelon. (laughs) But you don't need to sneeze. It's still tingling in there, dude. Like. (laughs) Anyway, 
So they get to the house, and there's all the glass walls, which I thought was really cool, oh. and it has the etchings and writings all over it. Right. What? So, Ooh. yeah, one of the things Piece that I candy. wanted to one of the things I wanted to talk about before we do that okay. was um, the nice like the family mount the the family montage that like during the credits or mm-hmm. whatever, then it fades into the fire and the mom dies. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. The sister Shannon Elizabeth's character in this movie, I don't remember what her name is. But she's so much nicer to Bobby. Kathy. Okay, so her name I think is Kathy in the original. Kathy is a fucking biatch. In the original to Buck. Oh yeah, she is really. <laughs> she's not. She's nineteen sixties mean. You mm. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, but she's not very nice to the brother. So I'm like, oh, that's a nice flip. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, because she often plays a biatchy kind of obnoxious character. Yeah. And so it's nice to see her just be. Sweet, yeah, and a normal person, yeah, yeah. Then you find out mom dies in the house fire, mm-hmm. they're living in it a was, super small apartment, yeah. It was a cool wraparound where it was like, oh, this nice, tranquil life, and oh, it's getting worse and worse and worse. And then it wraps back at, around to Shaloub, and he's you know, surrounded by boxes and looking like he's about to kill everybody in the house, and right, yeah, that fucking tiny ass apartment. Mm-hmm. So they get to the house. With glass walls and right. all the shit and the artifacts. And they're like, hey, we could sell all this and actually have money for a change. Right. But, and then Lillard shows up and he goes into the death basement. I, I, the I, death basement? Yeah, that's what I put. I don't know what you call it, but I call it a death basement. It's obvious. Yeah, well, it's... Why is it a death basement? Why is it not a prison of, basement? Because it's full of dead people. Ghosts. A g- 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 ghost. You're dumb. <laughs> Sorry, my phone <laughs> is, is blowing up. Um, she put it out. Well, house fire. Well, it is. Well, no, like, as you know, my daughter went to the ER today, and so everybody's trying to find out how she's doing. My mm. sister's calling me. And, um, That's yeah. all right. Well, I'll just keep on keeping on. No, you're good. Um, so, yeah, they're at their house. The lawyer pops up. Mm-hmm. Now, this movie comes out a year after Hollow Man does, and the um, the the video played of Cyrus is a lot more of that time. Like, yeah. that actually looks like something that you'd be watching in 2000, not like the fancy fucking crystal <laughs> clear FaceTime and all that yeah. shit. Fair enough. Yeah. I get that. Do you? No. Um, <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> but the house goes on lockdown for some reason. We find out later, I assume, that it was Cyrus being a dickhead. The house goes on lockdown? No, the house goes on lockdown because the be- because the lawyer is going downstairs looking for the money, finds the money on the money case on the floor in the room, and then he picks it up, and then the levers pop up, and that's what starts the machine, and that's oh, what starts to open up the ghosts. They pull an Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they definitely did. They moved the idol. You <laughs> yeah. never move the idol. You never, yeah. Like, but then again, also, it, do, it would make sense not to, like, if I saw it sitting there, like, oh, there it is. Well, even if I ahead, just saw a random... Pick up this heavy fucking thing right here and just leave with it. If you just see this random-ass case in the middle of the fucking No, I think hallway, he knew what he was looking for, though. Well, and I, I, know, think, and I think Cyrus knew what was going to happen, too. Well, he's a very clever man. Mm-hmm. Back from the dead. But I liked... So the naked woman 
ghost goes crazy and is cutting up lawyer and i love the well she attempts to cut him. right like, and she's... as he backs up this glass wall partition thing cuts him in half mm-hmm. and that was fucking cool it's like that movie the cell did you ever see that one a long time ago oh you actually did see that one i'm pretty sure with jennifer lopez and uh, vincent d'onofrio kingpin I'm surprised you've seen that one. Out of all the movies that you haven't seen, you've seen that one. I see weird shit, and sometimes I don't see the things that I should have seen. I remember seeing the case for this like, well, yeah. back in the day, and like, oh, that looks frightening, but I never actually watched it. <laughs> right. Um. So, yeah, the, the lawyer ends up, yeah, he gets... And he gets cut in half, not in the traditional way, which I thought was cool. Like, you would think it would be down the middle between the eyes, uh-uh, but it's yeah, this down one. the middle, like, through the ear. Yeah, he gets... And see, this is what really pissed me off, too, because right after that scene, it goes upstairs to where everyone's walking around, and they're like, have you seen the lawyer? And then Maggie's like, I think he split. And I'm like, you dumb bastard. I don't know. Like, no. Strike one. I'm like, how many... <laughs> are you, like, here for dad jokes, or what are we doing? She is, and that's... <laughs> Why she makes part of my list later. Yeah, me because too. Because she's so fucking irritating and there's no no point. And, I, you know, I don't necessarily even think it's her fault. It's just no. her dialogue is trash. Yeah. It's... Like, given that it was her first movie, she wasn't the worst actress I've seen. Given that I don't think she's done really anything Prior of no or sense. sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll give her that. I'll give, yeah. I'll give her the benefit of the dialogue. I don't like her music that much either. So, like... Strike two. Strike two. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, like... I'll give her the benefit of the dialogue, which is not good for her at all. Well, that's the thing. I blame that. I mean, it's... And I I think that's one of the things that made me not like Lillard from the get-go is it's shitty writing. Right. I agree with you completely. Ah, no. See, you caught shitty me looking dialogue. at the timer. And I didn't think his dialogue was all that bad. I, I think that he took what he was given and actually did a good job with that. That means that the writing isn't very good. Okay. And that he did a good job with bad writing. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> what you just said is what I just said. I know. I realize that now. <laughs> I'm not going to give it to you because I don't need your fucking ego getting any bigger. Proud of you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yes. Um, but then we get to the bloody bathroom. Uh, yeah. I which, love this scene. Which is really cool. I like how they kind of pan in. And into the glasses, and that's where you start to see all the blood. Mm-hmm. Um, this part almost made my list, but then didn't make my list later on. So it was edged out by something different. True. But like I kind of, it kind of came back to the whole how Shannon Elizabeth was like the, the over the top like splash like oh my mm-hmm. god I have a bathroom like I get the excitement, but well, it was yeah, because I... it was in slow mo and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, okay, I get it. Like this isn't. Yeah, you're. She's excited. They, you know, they're not. Everybody has a bathroom. Yeah, like, they're not in a shithole anymore. Yeah, and like they have I, some space. And, and that's the thing is, I get it, but it's not. Well, I guess it it kind of plays into the story. I was gonna say like, you could have maybe not had that scene, cut that scene down, add something in different. Yeah, I don't think it's a, a crucial scene, but it's probably my favorite scene. It's not the most useless scene in the movie. That's for sure. No, that's at the end. Um. <laughs> All right. It's true. Okay. <laughs> Can't wait to hear what that is. Yeah. Um. But 
Yeah, well, I, I love this scene. I thought it was really cool. The slow motion, I could see how it could be read as over dramatic, but I found it creepy. Like when the water turns into blood that's and then when it's it got, like that's the when blood it got is... cool. I, I felt like it took a little long to get to that point, but yeah, I, mm. get, I get that. Um, I do like how, you know, they show her, they show the angry princess like sitting in the bathtub mm. and then like it's showing blood everywhere. It's got, I'm sorry, written in blood. Yeah. And it's like, so she's an angry princess, but she's also like either remorseful or like, sorry, like for what though? Like, well, and I, I mean, it could be read so many different ways. That's and what I mean. When you hear her backstory of how, you know, everyone else thought she was beautiful, but she didn't like, I mean, you could she read never that. thought she was good enough. Yeah. Just I mean, like, you I'm could sorry. read it into, I'm sorry, I wasn't good enough. Yeah, exactly. Which makes it even more heartbreaking. Yeah. Well, we'll go with that. Cause I think that amplifies it for me. Yeah. Um, so Bobby is in the basement. What did I write down? Um, mm-hmm. in her, yeah, the guy who plays the lawyer, he's a dick, but he does a really good job at being sneaky. Mm-hmm. Um, he reveals he's Rafkin and tries what Does this make sense lawyer picks up so yeah the fucking lawyer is a piece of shit yeah but um, he's dead now so it's okay yeah he's dead by this point um and see that was we're not quite there yet so yeah Bobby's in the basement this is where we were talking about earlier you find out you know his mom's there and she's like get mm-hmm. out and he's like what the fuck and um what is it mom is down there and then the jackal gets out, mm-hmm. which, which I thought the jackal was a woman at first with the long hair, and then I. But then you remember looking. he was in isolation and solitary confinement yeah. forever, so of course he would have long hair. Right, and then when I saw him later, it was like, oh, oh, okay, that's fine. Well, it was so quick. It was like, oh, I thought I thought it was because I mean, back in the day, that cage was a mental institute thing. I don't remember the full reasoning behind it, but it probably was probably to keep you from like. It kind of almost like how you'd have like a, a lector style face mask to kind of it's a lot more primitive yeah i think it was that but it was also like a, a belief that it kept the crazy in or kept it out you might want to have a solid box then you would think <laughs> well, then they die yeah <laughs> poke like, an air hole in it <laughs> yeah fair enough <laughs> like it's fine we tried the solid box it didn't work uh, so yeah uh you find out the jackal's out and then you know dennis and them are walking around and like they're like oh shit that's the symbol for the jackal Mm -hmm. if he's out bobby's fucked let's get out of the basement right and um kathy gets scratch attacked yeah she does like big time yeah like dragged shaloub tries to come to the rescue Mm -hmm. this was actually one of the errors so they're in the scene where she's getting she's being lifted up and dragged and you know cut and all that and then her shirt gets torn open yeah and then of course her bra gets popped open because of course you know shan elizabeth boobies yeah i was but then very the next surprised scene, there wasn't when a gratuitous pops up and is holding her trying to get her away mm-hmm. the bra's back and fully intact i must have continuities missed, i must have missed the the boob pop out part then because it was it didn't it never popped out you you get a little bit of the under mm. but like you're right like i mean it's 2000 Shannon Elizabeth, American Pie, showed her boobies. Everybody loved Jack her. Jack Frost. Jack Frost. Did she get naked in Jack Frost? Yeah, she got 
humped to death in the shower by the snowman. That's right. I don't, I don't know if I'm repressing this movie or not, but I don't remember much from it. That's like the one thing I remember. <laughs> I just, yeah, Let's I just, not read into why. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, so the, uh, the convoluted backstory feature machine in the basement. Now, I didn't pick up all of this, and I even texted you after watching and yeah. going like, okay, what? Yeah, and yeah, and I actually like I felt good about being able to respond and be like, "This is what it was," and I'm yeah. like, and then I found I, I googled it and I sent you a link, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "This is what it is," and it's like, "Oh, that makes sense." That would be a little. That'd be nice to go into a little bit more. Like Kalina does the whole rundown of it, but mm-hmm. like at the same time, it's she's very a, quick and it's not. She's a piece of shit. Well, yeah. But real quick before we go into that, so like the whole thing when that is happening with. Um, Kathy being attacked by the jackal and then Kalina comes running around the corner in slow motion with her magnesium flare or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then she throws it. My first thought is like, was she in the house the whole time? How the fuck did she get in the house? And then they ask her that and she has some BS excuse. Okay, but it's yeah, like, I slipped in as it was about to close. It's like, no, you I'm... didn't because we watched the doors and everything seal. <laughs> you liar. She was in the backyard. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because right that house door. only has one door. It's like a fucking... <laughs> Every, it starts to just completely shut down. Yeah. Like the walls are closing on the outside or inside of. No, it'd probably be the outside because you still probably want to see the containment spells. Mm-hmm. But yeah. It, well, and that's. The, I mean, maybe I wasn't really trying to look for layers in this movie, but when mm-hmm. she said, Yeah, I slipped in the back door or whatever the fuck she said, I was Kyle. like, Okay, fine. <laughs> that, sure. Why not? Yeah. But yeah, so um, I'm going to bring it up a little bit here since we're talking about the backstory. Um, the whole machine, it's, it's called the Oculus Infernum and, or the eye, it's the eye of hell. Um, so according to the Arcanum, it's a hellish eye organ, uh, supernatural <laughs> ocular machine. It was created in the 15th century AD. It's uh, location is hell originally, but it's on earth. Hmm. It's victims. Well, you need a vacation spot. <laughs> so it's use and powers are uh, supernatural sorcery, omniscience, a rotating crest of rings with the etched black zodiac symbols on them. Its purposes is to be opened and activated by the true by the energy of the of the chosen thirteen ghosts inside the Basilius machine. To give its users to give to give its users absolute knowledge and allow him or her to see into the future, um, it's a, it's an occult machinery. So in hell, there is an eye that uh, sees everything: the past and the future, heaven and earth, the blessed and the damned. If pow- if knowledge is power, then the man who controls the ocularis would be the most powerful man on earth, which is Kalina about the uh, ocularis infernum. Um, so it is a, it's powerful and omniscient, um, omniscient, uh, supernatural object that is written in the Arcanum Tome that, you know, it'd be cool is if they like released the Arcanum Tome as like a book, like, yeah. a, like I'd buy it. That'd be cool shit to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, the driving goal of the mythical, uh, black Zodiac discovered by the, uh, demonically possessed astrologer Basilius in the 1400s. It plays a major antagonistic role in 13 Ghosts. Um, it is a demonic eye located in hell that once opened. Blah, 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 blah. We already covered that. So, yeah, that's basically what that is. Mm-hmm. Ocularis Infernum. I have one in my basement. Yeah. Uh, 
see ya. <laughs> okay, bye. Yeah, uh, bye. So, yeah, and then that's basically all that for your note that you wrote there. Mm-hmm. Um, Arthur is attacked by the hammer and the cage. He wrote cage head girl. I know her name. (laughs) The jackal. Yeah, I figured that out after the fact, and then I couldn't find where I put Cagehead Girl. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And then he finds out that the fourth ghost is his wife. Mm -hmm. Gets fucking... He swings on Dennis. Yeah, he gets real pissed. He's like, I didn't know, man. And it's like... Yeah, and like, I get it. Like, I would be emotional, too. I'd probably hit somebody. But like... Like, it's like it said, Dennis had helped with... 11 other captures like he doesn't doesn't know the backstory of each of these ghosts personally yeah how could he you don't beat up shaggy come his, on his best friend is a talking dog you can't be mad I wish, at that dude, i wish my dog could talk that'd be so fucking rad <laughs> i do um, the voices of my cats <laughs> and i'm deaf of course you do <laughs> um yeah. this one doesn't surprise me that you wrote down taking the glass as a shield after you captain america when he said that line i was like justin's probably <laughs> nutting in his pants right now thinking about that like yes <laughs> But yeah, See, so- I assumed that you remembered that line and you were just waiting for me to respond to hearing it. No, but as soon as a- I heard it, I was like, there it is. I, <laughs> no, dude, I hadn't seen this movie in a, probably at least 10 years, Fair. I'd probably say. Um, so they're walking down the, the hall. I also like that I guessed that Arthur was going to be the 13th ghost in the office before watching this movie. Oh, yeah, you did right. <laughs> Thirteenth um, ghost is Arthur must sacrifice himself for love. Good for you. I mean, I didn't, I didn't guess the sacrifice himself thing, but like but I, they, 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 I made a joke out of he, Shalhoub's going to be the thirteenth ghost. But yeah, it, they kind of laid it on pretty thick. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I'm not saying I'm. I, I feel like I predicted way before watching the movie when we were talking about it in at work. Yeah, probably. I don't remember specifically, but. Um, so yeah, Cyrus is back and Kalina loves him. Like, she's like, are you not enough to sacrifice herself and be the 13th ghost? No. Yeah. And you said that, but see, the funny thing was too, about that is like, he, she is, it almost kind of lends to maybe how abusive he was too. Cause she was like, are you mad at me? Like she was like some, like, just like every other time you saw her, she was like strong. Mm -hmm. She was very... Outgoing. Yeah, exactly. But when Cyrus was around, she was almost like this submissive, like, you know, yeah. I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. holy shit. Um, so Maggie gets knocked out by the fucking tome. Like she mm-hmm. gets swung on, and that's when it kind of <laughs> reveals, if you hadn't figured out already, that Clean is a double agent. Um so Dennis gets hammered. Juggernaut breaks the bat. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, so like, and and the thing was is when earlier in the movie when Dennis hits the ground and has a, like a flash forward and sees his own death, this mm-hmm. is when it kind of comes to fruition. He's like, you know, there's only room for one of us behind here. It's a classic Jack Rose, only one room behind yeah. here for the, and there really was. Yeah. But like, he, he's, evading the hammer enough to like you almost think like maybe run and get out like mm-hmm. one of the other directions but he's like evading long enough to all of a sudden the fucking juggernaut gets out and it's like oh you are so screwed you are fucked and then he he knows it but <laughs> yeah. see the thing was is like 
why yeah i would like all those times that the hammer was swinging his hammer i would have tried to fucking get away like well yeah. i don't know what he thought was going to happen at that moment but well and i'm trying to he didn't have the glasses did he or no is that a different scene no he didn't that have was... he didn't have the glasses when he was in the cage with, with... the torn prints and That's that maggie was. was trying to like tell him to duck yeah, but he yeah. was doing a really good job of evading almost all the hits <laughs> like mm-hmm. he was like oh duck duck like this is what the choreography said. So oh. This is what I'm going to do. Done. I got it. Don't <laughs> mock him, you son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> so yeah, dude, he definitely gets lifted up overhead, mm-hmm. and then fucking, which would definitely suck all the ass getting crushed <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um. He essentially got uh, Jasoned with the bed. Yeah, he did. Although the Jason one was much cooler. Oh yeah. Uh, Kalina gets uh, smashed between the walls. Smushed. Smushed. Well, I didn't want like to say like a sandwich. I didn't, smush. I didn't want to say smushed. <laughs> I didn't want to say it out loud. Um, yeah, she got what she deserved. Yeah. You get what you fucking deserve, Murray. Um, Speed kills. All right, jerk. Um, so then you find out that Kathy and Bobby are, are the bait. Mm-hmm. Because Shalubes, no blood tracks here. Yeah, Shalubes is not gonna just sacrifice himself. He's not just willingly. gonna do it. Like you have to put the kids in danger. And she's like, "Fuck you!" Like kind of. This is where Kalina get before she gets smushed. Mm-hmm. She has the conscience, and she's like, "What?" And he's like, "Fucking do it! <laughs> Fucking <Just> do it! <laughs> get um, it on!" So then, this is yeah. So the the ghosts are all standing around the Oculus. And the things are fucking spinning, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that was an interesting little pattern that it did. And the whole rings coming out of the floor and shit. That was yeah. pretty cool. And then uh, Arthur finds out Cyrus is not a ghost. Mm-hmm. It's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> what? <laughs> you were waiting for that. You wanted... You, Admiral Dickbar, you tried to, you fucking baited me into fuck, oh, I'm so, I can't believe that just happened. <laughs> You're so proud of yourself, I can see it in your red face. I'm so, I feel baited and defeated right now. <laughs> now you know what it was like being Shannon Elizabeth, the bait. <laughs> oh, man. So... He finds out that he's not, that Cyrus is not dead. And then he's like, oh, fuck, you know, yeah. everything starts to come together. Like, oh, you drew me to this house because you wanted me to be the 13th ghost and kill myself. Yeah. You... The only he... thing I think would have made it like the clincher is if he had set the house fire. I was waiting for that. Oh, well, yeah, that's possible. But it, even in the special features, it's like, no, a log rolled out of the fire and got the house on Which fire. Which is like fucking bum luck yeah that just sucks but which is why i'm glad i have a stove with the door that closes and mine's gas yeah i'm (laughs) and matches i wish that's one of the things i think would have been like a clincher of like i am the one who set your house on fire right because i wanted to bring you here and do this whole thing that might be a bit too master strokey but i don't know no i got you Good. Right. So yeah, then uh, you, uh, Maggie plays DJ. Of course. Go, um, which because what ends up happening is the the spell that they were playing 
over the loudspeakers is what was drawing all the ghosts to the Oculus Infernum. So that way they were all present and then their energy was powering the machine to go full bore. Mm -hmm. Um, So Maggie goes and does the one useful thing in this movie. I wrote this down. She is probably the worst babysitter nanny that has ever been. Yeah. Like doesn't do anything, but, you know, quit one-liners. Um, loses she the kid loses immediately the kid in the immediately basement. in the basement. Yes, exactly. Um, so this is like her one thing that she does to contribute yeah. to something in this movie. I met her. <laughs> and then and, you erase it at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, the ghosts turn on Cyrus. They sh- they uh, throw him into the machine. The mm-hmm. house explodes. And the the ghosts escape. Mm-hmm. When, you know, they're back out into whatever they're doing beforehand, yeah. terrorizing, whatever. And the, it's really funny, too, because they're all walking off into the woods and shit like that. And the fucking jackal turns around and, ah, you know, like, <laughs> oh, no, he's out. Um, and then you're right. The worst part of the movie, Maggie's walking through the house and she's like, what the fuck? I quit. And I'm like, oh, I didn't sign up for, for this. this. Yeah. And like, then she's like, I quit. And then it's over, and then starts playing her her song that I fucking dude. That was the one thing I dreaded about this movie to begin with, because I'm like, I remember this song for this movie, and I was like, I don't like it. <laughs> I didn't listen to the song. It's and it's only yeah. and, and honestly, it's only the chorus. Mm. Everything else, like she's not like bad. Yeah. I just this I didn't like the song. The song it upset me. I just hated the I quit. It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> it like, was over. Nobody the top. signed up for like, this. What is this? Yeah. Nobody like, wanted this to happen. We wanted a new house. For yeah. fuck's sakes, like just shut up. <laughs> also, the house exploded. Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you not with the kids <laughs> anymore? Why Still you? in a can. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. That was all 13 of the ghosts. And we did that in an hour and 13 minutes. 12 Probably minutes. You. We cracked through. Well, we're di- we're doing double duty today. You'll this find out true. about that later. But we... Oh. <laughs> Not on the equipment. Just on your jeans. <laughs> Hot. That's... <laughs> oh, next time I'm only bringing one because warm Guinness sucks. Uh, no, sucks. that was weird. It's been sitting. <laughs> I don't know what you do to those things. Oh, I know you said they have a something in them to make them all. Oh, the hydrogen ball. Yeah, yeah. But, but no, that's what's weird because like it's been. Does that do that at your house? Explode like that? Yeah. No. Okay. But the thing that really kind of makes me wonder is like it's been sitting on the floor, not hasn't been moved in an hour and a half that yeah. we've been down here. Not the you whole didn't time tap recording. The lid. There you go. You're supposed to. It's Look at that, that little. When something gets shaken up, you got to do that. Well, see, that's that the, makes it all better. I, I understand. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Is it though? Where did I set my other cup? I don't know. I didn't know you had another cup. I don't know what all you brought in your magic <laughs> box full of shit there. <laughs> like, I know. Like I came with a lot of stuff today. Well, like I wanted to show Mary you Mary Poppins. <laughs> Fuck you. I wanted to show you the that horrified board game. Yeah. Hopefully to be like incite some like yeah I want to play that let's play it sometime let's be friends outside of this fucking podcast. Boy was I wrong. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let's go ahead and jump into we're not. <laughs> yeah, we are. Shut up. You need friends better ones anyway Hmm. Uh, but you just take one and then we'll go for better ones later on (laughs) (laughs) how (laughs) i'll settle for you and then when i get better ones 
Yeah, heel toe out. Yeah. So let's dive into our scorecard. Uh, mm-hmm. Best killer scare. I really feel like there's only one best kill in this movie. See, and my thing was there were so few kills that I went with scare. Yes. So I'm, <laughs> yeah. <I'll... laughs> <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking radical, dude. Yeah. So my best kill was the lawyer split in half. I know it's a sure. little low hanging fruit, but. Like you said, there's not a lot in this. No. Uh, mine was the princess in the bathroom with Kathy. Oh, okay. It was the one scene where I was like, this is unsettling and creepy. And like, she's shadowing her and you see, you know, the normal wall and then the blood on the wall, the normal tub and then the blood in the tub. Okay. Yeah. That is creepy. Yeah. Um, my most wanted to die was the lawyer. Huh. Because... As annoying as Maggie was in the movie and as useless as she was as a nanny, it's not grounds for uh, death, in my opinion. And I can't wait to hear why you thought she should die. <laughs> <laughs> like, is it that obvious? <laughs> just, but yeah, mine know, was a lawyer. Because of all the things you just said. In her, I put uh, Maggie and her unnecessary one-liners. Okay. Uh, it's just, you know, there's so few people that died. And with the lawyer actually dying, it was like, well... Okay, yeah, so like. then my most wanted to live was Dennis until I thought about the mother, but then if the mother lived, none of this would have happened. True. So I went with Dennis because, I mean, even though he was complicit, it was, um, like, he knew, but he didn't know the extent. Like, he thought mm-hmm. he was doing a job to get paid. Um, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... It's a living... It's a, yeah, it's definitely not a nine to five. It's Hanna-Barbera. It still counts. <laughs> What's yours? Uh, Kathy. Kathy? I think things need to turn out well for Shane and Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> After you, getting you smushed, seen, smushed and Jack Frost and everything. Have you seen, have you seen her in Jay and Silent Bob reboot yet? No. She was great. Well, that's good. She's great. Oh, that's might've been what it was. It was like, I think I clicked on her name on voodoo to see what she's been doing uh, recently and mm. then it brought up her bio that's where mm. i saw that um my grossest moment I, maybe maggie gets not maggie maybe kalina getting smushed i wrote none there's I nothing put, in this movie this that was gross except I, for maybe the bloody bathroom i would i context. put the lawyer getting cut in half that was pretty gross it was gross but i didn't want to double dip i didn't want it to be my best kill and my grossest moment even sure. though it was both yeah well i didn't so i can yeah good for you lawyer cut in half. um that's how you plan ahead <laughs> for success <laughs> fuck <laughs> Um, my dumbest moment is Maggie's one-liners. That's what I put. That's why I didn't comment when you said that that's why you wanted her to die. I don't want you to die, Maggie. I just want you to not fucking... Yeah, you don't need... We don't need the dad jokes. Leave that to me. And me. Uh, mine was, uh, Matthew Lillard overacting. I'm gonna fucking hit you. (laughs) I, you know, I don't want to crap too much on Maggie. And it was the only other thing... She deserves it more than fucking... Dennis did. Honestly, there's not a lot of dumb things in this movie. Aside, I guess the only thing I would also, I would change it to would be the music. Yeah. Because there are moments of hard rock that are not necessary. Okay. Yeah, but like you said, it was 2001, man. That was the time. It's the same thing with Dracula 2000 and the hard rock soundtrack. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I'm Have you seen it? No. But Surprise. I understand. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was Ger- Gerard Butler's like first movie or nearly around that time. And then he did Phantom of the Opera. Okay. It's just Universal Monsters. Yep. It's just all over the place. Great. The movie sucked. I never saw it. <laughs> what? Sucked. <laughs> it sucked. Uh, my, uh, so our special category for this movie, we actually get to have one. Hey. Um, it was a uh, also low hanging fruit, but I went with a uh, favorite ghost. Mm-hmm. Mine, I did a toss up. I'm probably going to lean towards uh, the hammer, mm. but the juggernaut's also pretty fucking cool. The jackal, I felt like everybody loves the jackal. Every, like when I, like through Facebook, uh, messages from people on the page, like, it just reminds me of the song, The Jackal, so I don't... Mm, yeah, I... And speaking of... The J- Jackal. <laughs> speaking of Jays, so I, I put that post on Facebook, and I don't... I, I'm assuming there's not a lot of horror movies that start with J, but mm-hmm. like... There's a couple. 85% of the people that commented, there's probably like... A, there was a lot of J's, but there was a lot of Jeepers Creepers. And even mm-hmm. after I commented on there saying, boy, there's a lot of Jeepers Creepers in this thread. I still got a couple more after that. <laughs> that's I even looked it up. I looked up horror movies starting with J, and that's why I went with Jigsaw. I, I, and that's why I looked up some also, because I'm like, I don't want to do... I almost thought about doing body bags, but I'm like, I just talked about this because I watched it like a month or two ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not doing Baba Duke or, you know, I was trying to get a little... What did you go with? Um... Blood and Black Lace, I believe it oh, was. Oh, that's right. And I went, what's that? Yeah. And you went, what, Jigsaw? Mm-hmm. There's only so many J's. Oh. There really are. <laughs> yeah. And I did, I thought Jeepers Creepers, and then I saw everyone else do it, and I went, well, I want to do something different. Uh, dude, I'm surprised you didn't do it just to fucking spite me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I wanted to contribute. My favorite ghost, as we breeze past that to go on your tangent, <laughs> uh, was the Angry Princess. Oh, I, nice. I, the story, the everything, me. just, it seemed the most interesting. Yeah. And it was the the one that I think got the most screen time to actually be like a presence. I get that. Um, and then reading through all the backstories, I do like hers. Like that would be a very nip, nip tuck, botched style episode. But yeah. I also, I liked the Juggernaut's backstory. Yeah. Um, like... They all had good backstory, so I, I really mm-hmm. do think that they would be uh, fun I mean, episodes. Backstory-wise, the kid was pretty good, too. Yeah. It was kind of fucked up. Yeah. All right. So that has been our 13 Ghosts episode. We're going to dive into our next round of Super Fight, mm-hmm. because last up... Uh, last... we got to say what our uh, results were. Well, yeah. We, we got eight votes, so thank you to those who voted. You guys um, voted to pick... Justin's uh what was it werewolves that turned other people into werewolves yeah which defeated them. barely surprisingly barely defeated Samora Samara from the ring who can summon scarabs under your skin which I thought about on the way over here I'm like think about it so the werewolf has to actually bite me to defeat me I could just stop you from even getting to me <laughs> by summoning scarabs to stop you from moving like nobody thought of that but I'm a werewolf and they're and, cooler <laughs> yeah so oh I, I just needed power yeah, I do too. I'm gonna go with this because I got a lot of lame ones. Okay, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm doing this one for fun, guys. This oh, is yeah. gonna be a funny one. Mine too. <laughs> All right, so 
um, my selection this week mm-hmm. will be Buffalo Bill is the child of Satan. Oh. <laughs> Automatic <laughs> win. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, yours would kill mine. Uh, mine is the creepy old person that tried to warn everyone armed with a butcher knife. <laughs> Because he can pop up everywhere oh, all the time. Great. Crazy Ralph with a butcher knife. <laughs> yeah. All he right. shows up in your closet for some reason. <laughs> oh, no. So I'm going to take a quick picture of these. Huh. So while we're doing that, Justin, before we get into the social medias and all that kind of stuff, why don't you let us know what your next pick is? Well, Brandon, I thought Since long... you asked. <laughs> Since you asked. And, that and is I was the kind thing of at first when you, told me, when you told me about this, I was like... Fuck, really? <laughs> like, I just watched this movie, like, like, two or three times this year already. That's crazy. I, the last time I watched it was Halloween. And that's the first time I'd watched it in a very long time. But to be fair, mm-hmm. oh, dude, you had H.P. Lovecraft? I had a couple good options, but I felt like the Crazy Ralph with the butcher knife seemed like... You yeah. didn't even think of Crazy Ralph until I said it, you piece of shit. That type, you fucking a-hole... God, you suck. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Thank yeah. Thank you, Sam, uh, David Letterman here. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. And I also, I had the Demogorgon and Poltergeist. Mm. You had the birds, Lovecraft, and. Yeah, I got some kind of crappers. Mm. The All birds right. with Halloween masks. That would have been. A- <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the birds with butcher knives? <laughs> Yeah. Dude, that would have been, yeah, that, a, that, been good. That would have been. An, I didn't even uh, think about that. I was like, birds can't hold a knife. <laughs> but if they could, <laughs> they got beaks and knives. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> fucking rubbernecking at you. I'm glad that you didn't fucking pick it because I would have voted for that one. <laughs> Damn. Uh, my next one is uh, The Shining. Oh, and it's one of my. Then now to put in context, the two or three times that I watched this movie. I think I watched it one from start to finish, but it's that movie that I just, I love to put on mm-hmm. and let it play. It's like three hours. It's the perfect background movie just to let play. One well, it is one of those things where it's like, I, there's not a lot in the actual movie I think we're going to talk about because there's a lot of nothing happening. But there's a lot. You better deep dive. I'm trying to. No. Uh, yeah. And I mean like research. I can't wait to see what you come up with. There's documentaries. I'll probably disappoint you because that's what I do. Okay. But I'm well, then trying to do... Well, you want me to, to take do... notes for your episode? Sure. That sounds great. It's fine. All right. Fine. <laughs> well, until then, we'll do The Shining. You mm-hmm. can reach us on Facebook at Pod and Gore Podcast. Um, be parts of the fun. Real quick, I did put up a vote also for the horror poster. And now while Facebook won the vote for scratching off what I've seen, offline vote and conversations, I'm I, I'm kind of in line because it's like every, like people voted, but like multiple people reached out on different platforms mm-hmm. and voted. Like I had like five or six people in my horror chat and on my lineup. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all like, do it one at a time. So that's what we're gonna do. Uh, thank you to the 25 people who voted on Facebook for this. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. huge. Thank you so much. Um, but we're going to do this. And I'll keep you guys posted on the social medias about my progress with mm-hmm. this. I kind of want to make a journey out of it. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. I tried to order one for Justin, but he d- he denied, refused. So fuck with him about that. I got the list. I yeah, you did. Thing. Which I typed up by hand for you. Special. Yeah, and I appreciate it. You're and welcome. I said thank you even. 
and yet you're still throwing it in my face like I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just want you to know because you're always like you're such a dick and you're not. Right you are, I'm, but you also. <laughs> I'm a really good friend. All right. Until then, you can reach us on Facebook, Pod and Gore Podcast. Hang out with us there. We have the the we have the actual group aside from the page. I think we're like 220 people in there now. Yeah. So if you want to join in on that, I I do. So we're dropping a new merch design, like mm-hmm. first dibs. So like if you like. A lot of information, stuff like that, will probably drop in the group before we put it out to the masses. So there, are, we're trying to come up with reasons like why would you want to be in here? Mm-hmm. We're working on it. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at gore underscore pod. You can email us like Norris at podandgore at gmail dot com. And yeah, until next time with the Shining, I've been Brandon. But wait a second. Oh. Is there a butt? There is a butt. If you are not sick of Brandon and I talking to each other quite yet <laughs> about promo, horror, cross promo. and you haven't checked out A Nerd's World quite yet, here's a good reason to what come check out Thank you. my other show, A Nerd's World, also available wherever you listen to podcasts. Brandon, good friend, is uh, going to be filling in for the ailing Andrew yeah. Uh, on our next episode that I think is probably dropping the same day as this. Probably. You guys ended up getting, like, Andrew's uh, a busy man, agricultural mm-hmm. farmer, all that kind of stuff. So his uh, his scheduling can get out of whack a little yeah. bit. So uh, scheduling, like, we try to, like, it's not as hard for me to keep it consistent with us. Sure. But, yeah, so in order to keep the ball rolling on the other side, we're going to uh, step in and cover for Andrew on that one. Yeah. All right. Get well, buddy. So until next time until next time you've already been brandon but i'm justin <laughs> and we'll see you later bye bye, bye.